Are you ready to embrace a little stillness? Some rest for your soul today. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast, where we stop and study God's words and encourage one another to know Him better and love Him more. The Sweet Sela Moments Podcast is brought to you by Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments Podcast. We are in the middle of a series entitled, Five Holy Habits of the Christian. So far, we have looked at the good habits of Bible reading and prayer. It will come as no surprise to you listeners to hear that our topic this week is the holy habit of rest. Yes, this episode 51 is all about rest. Sharon, I love looking at this topic from the perspective of developing the habit of rest. It certainly needs to be scheduled in at my house. Rest does not just happen. How about you? (laughs) Nope. Meaningful rest does not happen at my house either. I I guess if you counted electronics, I'd say rest happens. I watch (laughs) shows on TV. I like um, scrolling through my phone. But I'm not sure electronic time is, is actually... Actually, actually, all <laughs> that restful. <laughs> what do you think? You know, I, I don't know. I find that I'm more frazzled sometimes after I spend time on electronics than I would have been if I just like sat and wrote a book or yeah. took a nap or yeah, something. You know, too. it does something to my brain and it starts all these other trains of thought and things I feel like I need to get done and do or think about. And it's just not very satisfying. You're right. It's not satisfying. Because you don't finish anything. No, because there's always more. Thoughts. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That I agree. That drives me I crazy. Agree. Yeah. So I was reading about the effects of blue light from TV and our phones. Of course, I was reading this on my phone. <laughs> you know. But the article was saying that the blue light from our screens inhibits melatonin, which, you know, helps us sleep. Oh. And so that can delay our sleep. And then, you know, watching TV and being on our devices also keeps our brains and bodies more alert and activated and less ready for sleep or rest, which is pretty crazy. That doesn't Mm. sound very refreshing. (laughs) You're right. So I find that I get way more rest, like you said, meaningful rest, and satisfaction out of doing a restful activity instead. You know, I like to listen to music or maybe do a puzzle. I love knitting, you know, taking a walk or painting. These, you know, to actively focus on one thing that I really enjoy instead of a hundred different things on the screen that just, you know, just to fill the time, yeah. it's a lot better. You know, me. you hit the nail on the head. One thing at a time. That's the that's mm. the problem with screens. Yeah. Because, you know, I can flip to Facebook and then I can check WhatsApp to see if my girls have written yeah. or did they send me a Marco Polo yeah. and did I get a text? And it's all good stuff. It's, it's all good stuff, but it's at once. bim, 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 bim. Yep. Yeah. And then you get a text message in the middle of it you have to respond to. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that is not meaningful rest. But yeah. taking a walk, you are walking. There's a purpose What's to you're it. doing. You start and you finish. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And it's one thing. It's just one thing. Yes. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, I like that. I really do. Yeah. So, and you know, um, when I had my bout with insomnia in mm, my 40s, yeah. I discovered that to end the day well, I needed no electronics. So yeah. I, you know me, at the end of every day, you will <laughs> find me sitting in my big brown chair <laughs> with my warm milk in my book. Yeah. And I need half an hour to 45 minutes. And, mm-hmm. and I always say to Ray, you know, if we watch a movie, yeah. I need 45 minutes after the movie's over before I can really? go to bed. Yeah. Interesting. So, you know, we don't start movies at nine at night unless right. Ray wants to stay up till midnight because <laughs> if it gets over to 11, I cannot go right to bed. 
You still need a condom. I still need to have my Mm. warm milk in my book. And so if I'm visiting, like with my girls, they know, we know, mom, you need to stop talking. You need to go have your warm milk in your book. I'm like, but I do. (laughs) Well, you know you need that habit and you put it in place. Yeah, that's one of my rest habits is to do that at the end of every day. I still haven't tried that. I still need to try that warm milk thing. (laughs) I I know. Some people are like gagging thinking about it. So, but you know, chamomile tea would probably work just as well. Right now, it's so ingrained now because mm. I'm 63 and this happened in my 40s. So 20 years oh, yeah. of, of warm milk at that time. <laughs> it really tells my body it's time to shut down. Yeah, It's, it's an amazing thing that that habit has established in me. And That's I do, cool. I just shut down. So then I'm asleep really fast. It's very magical. Oh, no, try that with my kids. <laughs> yes. Time for your chamomile Everyone gets tea. warm milk tonight. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, all right. Well, we're going to look at three key passages of scripture today that detail God's view on rest. Mm. The first one is stunning, and mm. it is found in a rarely read portion of the Bible, Leviticus. <laughs> Poor Leviticus. It's not the one you go to yeah. on, on every day. But, oh, I think I'll just read Leviticus today. Right? <laughs> yeah. We're not reading this necessarily because we're going to do rest this way now, because mm. um, <laughs> We're under Jesus' law and not under Israel's laws, but Mm. we're going to read it because God goes to a lot of trouble to try to get his people to rest. Mm. (laughs) He has valued rest since creation, and God does not change. Mm. So take from this as we read the clear truth that God thinks rest matters. Mm, So Nicole, why don't you um, start us off with the first passage? All right, I'm going to read about something called the Sabbath year in Leviticus 25, 1 through 7. While Moses was on Mount Sinai, the Lord said to him, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you have entered the land I am giving you, the land itself must observe a Sabbath rest before the Lord every seventh year. For six years you may plant your fields and prune your vineyards and harvest your crops. But during the seventh year, the land must have a Sabbath year of complete rest. It is the Lord's Sabbath. Do not plant your fields or prune your vineyards during that year. And don't store away the crops that grow on their own or gather the grapes from your unpruned vines. The land must have a year of complete rest. But you may eat whatever the the land produces on its own during its Sabbath. This applies to you, your male and female servants, your hired workers, and the temporary residents who live with you. Your livestock and wild animals in your land will also be allowed to eat what the land produces. Isn't that the wildest thing? It got a year off. I know. I'm trying to wrap my head around that. (laughs) That's kind of A year off. Yeah. Like 365 days. Yeah. (laughs) And they just lived off the land and what the land produced. That's so fascinating to me and so cool. Now, I mean, they still had to do a lot of chores. They still had to feed their animals and their kids and stuff, right? right? And just sit around and loaf about. Right. But But they didn't have to plant. They didn't have to prune. They didn't have to weed. Right. It was a big break of a year, huh? Yeah. I... That's really cool that God gave them a year off from the thing that kind of kept them alive, you know? You know, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, we can all survive if our houses get messy, but we can't survive without food. And back then, they grew their own that's food. That's how they got their food. They didn't have rest. They didn't have restaurants to go pick up food at. Mm, they didn't mm. have grocery stores. Like, that's how they lived. So for God to 
you know, give them that whole year off and to take that burden of keeping their families all fed and provided for. Like, what a beautiful form of rest yeah. for them. Yeah, it really was. And he said it was for the good of the land. And we know yeah. now that it really was. Yeah. Because it needed a, a year to replenish its nutrients yes. and do yeah. all the things, you know. So, so there was a purpose for it too. It was a purpose that, for the land, but for them as well. Yeah, I just think that's so cool how he made them rest from their, you know, that yes. stress of like, oh, I got to do I this. I got to provide. Yeah. Yeah, but boy, trust. That, yeah. that there would be enough food that year. That's scary. That is scary. <laughs> it's very so, interesting. my goodness. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to pick up our story on God's view of giving people a break from work in <laughs> Leviticus 25. Now I'm going to read verses 8 to 22. The year of Jubilee. It gets even more interesting. <laughs> in addition, you must count off seven Sabbath years, seven sets of seven years, adding up to 49 years in all. Then... On the Day of Atonement in the 50th year, blow the ram's horn loud and long throughout the land. Can you just hear it? Wahoo! Yeah. The year of Jubilee! <laughs> Set this year apart as holy, a time to proclaim freedom throughout the land for all who live there. Hmm. It will be a Jubilee year for you when each of you may return to the land that belonged to your ancestors and return to your own clan. Hmm. This 50th year will be a jubilee for you. During that year, you must not plant your fields or store away any of the crops that grow on their own, and don't gather the grapes from your unpruned vines. It will be a jubilee year for you, and you must keep it holy, but you may eat whatever the land produces on its own. In the year of Jubilee, each of you may return to the land that belonged to your ancestors. When you make an agreement with your neighbor to buy or sell property, you must not take advantage of each other. When you buy land from your neighbor, the price you pay must be based on the number of years since the last Jubilee. The seller must set the price by taking into account the number of years remaining until the next year of Jubilee. The more years until the next Jubilee, the higher the price. The fewer years, the lower the price. After all, the person selling the land is actually selling you a certain number of harvests. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? That is. You always get what you originally had, even if you sell it in the middle. Very interesting. I love it. Yeah. Um, So then people always ended up having the same amount every 50 years. Oh, Instead of the poor getting poorer and the rich yeah. getting richer. This is really, really smart this is system. clever. It is. I mean, God <laughs> said it, Sharon. <laughs> like, why am I surprised? <laughs> okay. Show your fear of God by not taking advantage of each other. I am the Lord your God. Mm. If you want to live securely in the land, follow my decrees and obey my regulations. Then the land will yield large crops and you will eat your fill and live securely in it. But you might ask, uh, what will we eat during the seventh year <laughs> since we are not allowed to plant or harvest crops that year? Be assured that I will send my blessing for you in the sixth year so the land will produce a crop large enough for three years. Wow. When you plant your fields in the eighth year, you will still be eating from the large crop of the sixth year. In fact, you will still be eating from that large crop when the new crop is harvested in the ninth year. Wow. This is... I mean... I'm all of a sudden loving the book of Leviticus. This is so wise on so many levels. I can't even stand it. (laughs) Well, what stands out to you the most? Because there's so much. There's so much. (laughs) There's so many questions too about what that all means. I, toward the end though, what really stuck out to me was, you know, they asked the question, 
you know, what will we eat during the seventh year? And I, you know, you might think like maybe they're lacking faith, but it's a really practical question. Yeah, to I, ask. I would ask it. Yeah, like, yes. oh, excuse me, thanks for the year off, but how are we going to eat? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I just love that God so patiently explained his plan to provide them way more than they needed. I mean, up to three years. That's wow. so generous. You know, he didn't just give them enough to survive on like, oh, don't worry, you'll can you can harvest a few grapes and you can live off a half a year and just ration it. He blessed them with three years worth of food. He did. So that they still had some left when the new crop was coming yeah, in. Yeah, and the year after that. Yeah. So that they could yeah. fully rest that year. And not worry. Yes. It was really a, a challenge to exercise faith, yeah. wasn't it, and trust. And they'd already seen it in the wilderness. They mm. had manna for each day, but... Every Saturday, or no, every Friday, because mm. Saturday was their Sunday. Yes. <laughs> um, every Friday, they got double. Double the portion. And yeah. it didn't rot on them on the Saturday. Right. So they'd already seen God provide. And this yeah. was kind of a test for them. Do you mm. trust me? And they also had to give back their land that they'd acquired. Yeah. That was fascinating to me, too, yeah. um, on that 50th year, so that everybody started from an even point again. Mm. I, I love that because if you get really poor, it's harder for your children to have wealth because yeah. you don't have a home. You don't have money to invest in their education. Right. So we perpetuate cycles of poverty. Right. This plan, which sadly was never executed, mm. scholars believe, it never actually happened. Really? Yeah. It sounds so yeah. good. They don't know for sure, but there's never a record that there was mm. this year that would have been so wonderful. And I think it's because it required a lot of trust. Yeah. You know, and people maybe just didn't have that much trust. Right. And then to give back land, I'm assuming they yeah. acquired the land because their neighbor was in debt or needed right. help. They probably right. said, okay, okay. Right. Yeah. That's so very interesting how they, they all it. kind of started back where they were with their own clans and the land that belonged to your ancestors. So God kind of gave, it's like a year of redemption. Yes. Even though you had a hard, whatever choices they made that might have led to mm -hmm. poverty if mm -hmm. they made bad mm -hmm. choices, God was giving them a chance to start over right. again. And really, it wasn't the kids' fault. And if it's yeah. every 50 years... Oh, that's right. It'd right? be the next generation. It's the next generation. Oh, how neat. So the children aren't paying for their father's the sins. Sins father. Yeah. That's really neat. What a beautiful plan. It's, it's so it's, sad that we you can't bring that up. You know? I know. I know <laughs> it. take advantage oh, of that. Oh, my goodness. It's To me, it's kind of like, um, what if... Your family just saved up enough money so you could take a year off and go cross country in a, oh my goodness. you know, a, you don't call them trailers. What do you call them? Like an or, RV or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> an RV or, or, or like, no, the big, big vehicles where you sleep in them and. Oh, uh, the campers? Like yeah, the big like a big camper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, I'm losing my mind. It's really scary. <laughs> I'm not helping. I'm like, you know, those things. <laughs> With wheels and anyways, beds. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? And I know a family who actually did take a year off oh. on a boat. Oh, my goodness. And they sailed I've on a boat. They went hung out in the Bahamas. Yeah, and just explore the they world. They had a year off. Wow. What a gift. What a gift. That's and God, cool. God recommended this. <laughs> God actually commanded this. God likes rest. Yeah. We need to get that through our heads. It's God not, actually affirms rest. It's okay for us to do it. It's okay. He wants us to do it. It's he really okay. He commands us to do it in some places. Yes, yes. I mean, you know, work hard. Six yes. years of work before you get that year off. Right. But rest well. Mm. I love it. Okay. Well, Nicole, I'm going to read our next passage on rest. It's a short one in mm. Psalm 23, verses 1 through 3. And I'm reading it in the old King James Version. <laughs> That's a good version. <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Mm. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Mm. What, do, what do you learn from that word makes, Nicole? <laughs> he makes us lie down. I think that's so cool. And I like in the, in, in the King James too, because it says the word makes, you know, in the NLT, it says let's, <laughs> but makes it so much more powerful here. I think this word really emphasizes that our good shepherd really values rest. You know, yeah. he ma- he knows what's best for us. He knows it's good for us, so he makes us rest. Just like any good mama out there will make their kids eat vegetables. Yes. <laughs> the kids don't want to, but we know it's good for them. Right, and we know in the end, they'll be better off if they take that nap yeah. or they eat those vegetables yeah. or they don't put a fork in an electric plug. <laughs> right. Right? Yes, we know what's good for us. Yes. He's a good shepherd. He knows what's good for yes. us, his little sheep. Yes. So he makes us. Yep. He makes us lie down. Yep. And sometimes I think, wow, sometimes, you know, if I don't rest, I'll, you know, have a breakdown and then I'll have to lie down. Well, I would rather choose my rest now <laughs> and, and intentionally rest than yes. have this time in my life when um, I, I've pushed myself so hard that mm. I'm forced into a, an unhealthy rest because I to made myself unhealthy. preventative rest instead of like having to, you have to rest for your health or yes, restorative rest. Yes, a preventative yeah. rest. It's yeah. much more pleasant. It is. Mm. It is. So um, why don't you, seeing I read the one I was going to have you read, why don't you read <laughs> Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30? Sure. Then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Hmm. I love that passage. I love that too. Rest, rest, rest. Mm. It's all there. So here we have it once more. God desires for us to not be weary Mm. or heavy burdened. That doesn't make him happy when we're heavy burdened. He wants us to come to him and rest. Mm. Nicole, (laughs) what is it about us human beings that makes it so hard for us to just stop and do the rest thing? Why? Why? (laughs) Our culture is one of supreme busyness, isn't it? I feel like the busier you are and the harder you work, the better you're perceived, you know? Mm. Sometimes I feel like if I'm being lazy, if I sit still too long, or if I'm not completely spent by the end of the day, then I didn't do enough today. You know, it's not a healthy way to live. It is not. No. No, it's not good. Mm -mm. So it's a journey for sure to learn to truly rest in God. Um, But I know like your life and my life has been so much better for learning this. So it's definitely worth the work. So Mm -hmm. I look back on the before and I don't know how I survived it. I really didn't do it so well. (laughs) You know, I was so frazzled and at my end all the time before rest. And honestly, I get more of the important things done now. Trusting God enough to rest, he really does bless that time. And it helps to teach me the things that truly matter and to let go of the ones that really aren't worth the doing. (laughs) That's exactly right. That is exactly right. We get so busy that we then don't even do things well. No. And that's what you were saying. When you learn to rest, your work times are so much more productive Mm -hmm. because you're, you're not just dragging to get through. Right. You're refreshed because the you stop. purpose to what we're doing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I work better after I've rested. Yep. So, all right. Well, let's talk about practical ways <laughs> to get that hard to find rest yeah. time now. We've talked about all the hindrances. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard even for people like me who have no children at home mm. to rest yeah. unless I 
unless I make a point of it. Yes. Electronics tempt me. There's always something to do around the house to clean or tidy. Or in my case, because housework doesn't really tempt me all that much. <laughs> there's always another blog to write or another podcast to script to polish. Mm. But you know what? I think it's hardest on those who are caregivers to find rest. Yeah. Whether it's a mama like you with young children or like me during my season of taking care of dad gamble yeah that's the hardest because it they is. need you it, so why don't you share first how do you carve out time as a busy mama mm. with four kids and a puppy <laughs> and puppy and, yeah because that, you know, that takes a lot of work too i know um, <laughs> to find rest how do you do it Ah, uh, well it's a journey like i said before um but i have a nice i have a nice rhythm to my days now um it's the only way i can get any rest in I've needed to be intentional and plan for it because like we say a lot, rest is not going to just happen. Mm -hmm. So, and I know, honestly, I know some of you are listening out there thinking that although this sounds great, rest seems impossible. I know because I did. (laughs) (laughs) It's overwhelming at first and I wasn't sure where to start. Um, When you're out straight, you don't think you can add anything else in. But these things don't add more to your pl- their, your plate. They really, really don't. They help carve out time so that rest is sweet and restorative and not another to-do on your list. And many studies show that rest will actually make you more productive when you do work. Yes. So it's something worth the doing. So, okay, this is what we did. Josh and I started by sitting down and figuring out what in our life we were not happy with. Our main concern was the overscheduled, crazy pace our life had taken on. And the constant exhaustion, you know, the feeling that we never had enough time or energy to do anything really fun or, you know, really that we even had permission to not be this frazzled. Oh, isn't that sweet? Yeah. Permission not to be frazzled. Yeah. Granted. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) 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 You know, we kind of just assumed rest would come naturally as the kids got older and got less needy, but we're all out of the baby stage now and we're still we were still super stressed. So we had to get serious if we wanted to change our lifestyle. Um, We started by clearing our plate of some of the extra things, mostly things we felt we had to do but really didn't Mm. or things we just didn't enjoy. Um, But, you know, we just got used, you know, filling up our plate full. So once you get rid of these things, you kind of get, we got used to the spaces in our schedule for a bit. It's Mm -hmm. weird to have gaps and to have Yeah, to actually have gaps. Yeah, it's weird. So we had to Mm -hmm. kind of get used to that. Mm -hmm. Um, It's it's weird to have free time when you've always scheduled every bit of it. But some beautiful and spontaneous family time has happened in those boring, unplanned moments. See, you need boring (sighs) in order to... Um, invent fun things. It's been so good for our family. Just to be like, oh, awesome. we have nothing planned. What should we do? Yes. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, in, in doing that, we set limits on our tech time and our TV time, which is very important good. for a young family. Yeah. Um, and we started adding in some daily and weekly habits to help us put God first in our life. Because none of these things, you know, that we were going to do would really take hold without God being the center. As he is the giver of true rest, you know, we could try all this, but if we're not Having quiet time and praying with him, we're right. not going to get rest. No. So, Sharon, it's so worth the planning to do this. I know you know this well, and I'm so thankful you've shared your heart for rest in God and started this ministry that has truly changed my life. <laughs> Good. <laughs> we have more time now for things that are life-giving, you know, the things that um, fill us up inside, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We've been able to take on some hobbies that um, we really enjoy and thought 
we would never have time for. And we've been able to make fun plans with family and friends on weekends that used to be so chock full. I'm telling you, everyone, life is so much more enjoyable with the habit of rest. Yes, <laughs> you don't have to do it all. You don't have Choose to do it Choose a few things and welcome free time. Absolutely. Oh, my it's goodness. so wonderful. Wonderful. I, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you're bored every once it's in a while. It's great to be it's bored. Great to be bored. I love it now. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, my hardest time obviously was when dad moved in with us. I mean, even giving him eye drops took an hour three times a day. Oh my goodness. They were, there were six different drops. They had to be um, administered 10 minutes apart. Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, give him a drop and then you'd, you know, like get him out of bed. Mm. You give him another drop and you get him dressed. You give him right. another drop and you take him to the bathroom. You give him another drop. I, so it just, it, it was a lot of it's work an thing, and yeah. he needed us for everything. Mm. So, and then in the night I had a monitor and I needed to listen because he needed us in the night too. Mm. And waking Ray up wasn't worth it. He sleeps so soundly. It was easy <laughs> to get up and do it by right. the time I'd have woken Ray up. <laughs> So um, it was a tiring time. Yeah. But what I did was I still had my SELA days, and mm-hmm. I just hibernate all day long. I spent Dad oh. Gamble's money. I spent down my inheritance, yeah. <laughs> you know, on that, and yeah. I went away for the day anyways. Oh, that's so important. You know, I just did. Yeah. And I hired aides twice a week in the middle of the day so that I could get away again and do my things that I had to do. Yeah. Friday night, date night, we hired an aide again. Oh. That's so good. We just did so because I knew that I was in it for the long haul. He was yeah. going to live with us as long as he lived. Mm. And he could have been a long liver. He only lived for 20 months, <laughs> but I didn't know. Right. And I needed to hold out. Yeah. So um, I just scheduled, like you said, rest doesn't happen. Mm-mm. I just schedule it. Mm. I really did. You need did. to get better about scheduling date nights. Yeah. Oh, date nights are awesome. Yeah. yeah. They are. <laughs> um, even if it's just, you know, watching a movie together on the couch with popcorn, it's a, it's a right. planned event. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So here are some practical tips. Number one, use your calendar. Mm-hmm. Write it down and treat it like you would any other commitment. On this day, our family is going to keep the day free yes. and be bored together. Yep. And it's our Sundays. Hey, do you want to do <laughs> da da da? Nope, can't. Can't. It's We're our busy. board day. It's our board day. <laughs> our day is already scheduled. <laughs> like, exactly. Do it. Write it down. You have to. I yeah. do that with Sela days. A Sela yes. day goes right on the calendar. Yes. And if I have to change it because, like, my mother's having surgery, right? You know, I write another day down. Oh, right it's, away. That's right good. away before. Uh, that's my rule. I cannot erase a Sela day till. Another day is Oh, that's planned. so good. It's easy to push it Oh, off. and then it gets pushed and pushed. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm, Number two, smart. you think ahead. Mm. If we're going to have a, a Sunday rest day or yes. a Sabbathing kind of thing, you got to get your work done beforehand. Yeah. You work a little harder yeah. at, so that, that you can rest. Mm. Um, and number three, don't fill vacations so full of travel that there mm-hmm. are no rest days to just sit about and stare at trees or yeah. knit or yeah. crochet. Or swing in a hammock. Right. You know, <laughs> when we do vacations now, we schedule a couple of days at home before we go back to work oh, as that's part very of smart. the vacation. Right. Because otherwise you come back and there's laundry to do, there's mail to answer, there's bills yeah. to unpacking. And if you go right back to work, it kind of takes all the fun out of the vacation. Mm. So, you know, if we have nine days, we go away for seven and we have two at home. That's really smart. Ta-da. Yeah, we right. always clean our house spotless before we go oh, on that's vacations. A good one too. We come home. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, but it's still clean. there's still lots of laundry in the in the 
yeah. the luggage, you know? <laughs> right. But at least you don't have a messy house as True. well. So oh. so good. Okay. So we are running out of time here. So <laughs> Nicole, what are some of the benefits of this habit of rest? We've talked mm. about a lot of them, but yeah. just give us an overview of the benefits. <laughs> overview. Um, if we establish, you know, by establishing a habit of rest, it gives us a place to go back to when troubles or stress come our way. Satan is actively trying to pull us from God any way he can, and we need to be ready and aware that these waves of trouble will come. But God didn't design us for endless work and toil and misery. He is a good God who longs for us to rest and be whole and complete in him. And as he's the you know, he's the only one that can fill our days with stillness amid the storms of life. Sharon, there's this undercurrent of calm now in our household. Good. Truly, there is because of this pattern of rest. There's a peace always there now, even when we hit a busy spell or a hard struggle that we really can't avoid. We can go back now to these habits and patterns that we've put in place. So the busyness and the crazy is temporary. Mm-hmm. The valley is shorter, shorter to walk through, and it's less, less self-imposed, really. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. we're frantic and busy. Mm-hmm. Survival mode is the exception now, not the rule for us. I love it. That's wonderful. So. Well, that's That's our third habit. We've talked about the habit of Bible reading, Mm -hmm. how important it is to get God's Word in us every day, the habit of prayer, Mm -hmm. where we're surrendering ourselves, where we're remembering who's in charge and who is not, and asking for help of the day, and a habit of rest, Mm -hmm. intentional rest that restores so that we can work hard and enjoy it and not be on this endless treadmill thing. So let me pray for you, listener, and for Nicole and me as well as we work on. We work on rest. Yes, work on rest. (laughs) Let's work on rest. (laughs) Oh, Lord, how I thank you that from Leviticus all the way through the New Testament, you want rest in your people's lives. Forgive us. It is so hard for us to grasp that, Lord. Forgive us for not being made to rest like you want us to. Father, show each of us in our unique season of life how to schedule rest, how to enjoy it without worry, without guilt, how to know that we're we're pleasing you when we stop and we're still. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We love comments. Pop on <laughs> over to sweetsela.org slash podcast and tell us about your rest habits. I bet there are way more ideas out there than what we mentioned today. Would you like our monthly emailed newsletter? There's always a note from each of us catching you up on our lives as well as some key prayer requests for this podcast ministry. Go to sweetsela.org slash donations and sign up to be a podcast partner by becoming a monthly donor of any amount. Even a dollar a month gets you in the club. Make sure you put podcast partner on the comments line and we will add you to our email list. Making these podcasts cost about $200 a month. Please help us cover the costs. And do come back next week when we look at holy habit number four in episode 52, service. We'll talk about how to serve wisely and generously while still maintaining some rest times. (laughs) Oh boy, Sharon, that's going to be interesting. See you then, friends. And until then, we hope you find some sweet moments of rest right in the middle of your busy week. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. 
The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.